Journey to Organization, episode 117, Organize Your Kitchen. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman, advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begon Personal Organization, and today I want to talk to you about organizing your kitchen. Now, a few weeks ago, I got a request from a listener to talk about organizing in the kitchen. She told me that her kitchen is always cluttered, and she wanted to know how to store pots and pans, appliances, mini appliances, food, and basically everything that she keeps in her kitchen. How you store things in your kitchen really depends. Now, I know that that's not really a great answer, but the fact of the matter is that's the truth. So today I'm going to go through a bunch of different points about the kitchen, and hopefully you'll be able to relate whatever works for you best throughout the house or throughout your kitchen uh, so that it can, you know, work for you. The The thing about kitchens is that they come in such a huge variety of sizes and shapes and designs that it's really hard for me to give a generic answer about how to organize your kitchen. But there are a few things that you can do to really streamline and economize your movement so that you're not having to walk, especially if you have a large kitchen, from one end of the kitchen to the other, just to get all the things that you need to get things done. So... Of course, how you store things depends on a few things. So there's the size of your kitchen, number one. There's the shape of your kitchen. And there's your height, which you wouldn't think would necessarily come into play. But it makes a difference because obviously, if you're shorter, you want to have things that you use more frequently closer to you. So if you're designing a kitchen from scratch, you're going to want to take your height into consideration. Uh, (laughs) um, If you're tall like I am, it's less of an issue because you're tall, so you have more reach. However, when you're tall, it's sometimes a little more difficult to get things that are lower on the ground. So I'm going to talk about a few tips and tricks um, for if you're renovating or if you have a little bit of money to, you know, upgrade your kitchen or something like that. We'll talk about that. Um, but in general, I I want you to really be able to use what you already have. So we're definitely also going to talk about that. So One thing I will say about renovations right this minute is that when you're renovating, it is a really good idea to, in addition to show your, you know, dealing with a kitchen planner, ask a personal organizer what they think. Because from practical experience, like kitchen organizers don't necessarily um, see things in the kitchen, you know, down the line, like three, four months or even years later on. And they don't necessarily have the adaptive qualities that an organizer does. So even just for a one-off session to go over the plans with somebody, um, it's, I think, worth it to go over a kitchen plan or really a closet plan or any sort of plan with a personal organizer because often they have extra insights, tips, or tricks to help you maximize the space better than just a regular carpenter or even even a kitchen or closet place might. They know extra tricks. Um, It sometimes costs more to put in those extra tricks, but I feel like in the long run, they really, really pay off. Uh, So definitely check in with a pro just for a second opinion. It's worthwhile, I think. Okay. So 
For kosher reasons, and even for not kosher reasons, I think that zones in your kitchen is a great way to organize. Now, I have a bunch of clients who keep kosher, but only have one set of dishes because they don't eat meat. So, uh, (laughs) you know, that makes things a lot easier when you only have one set of dishes. But the thing about it is that Even I've noticed in kitchens of people who don't keep kosher or who only have one set of dishes because they don't eat meat or they don't eat dairy, uh, I've also noticed in those kitchens that there never seems to be enough space, no matter what the size of the kitchen is, no matter how much space there actually is, no matter how many dishes or anything that there is. In most kitchens that I see, things are crammed in because I feel like we adapt to the space that we have. So it's important to understand that like just because you have a larger size kitchen, you don't necessarily need to fill it with everything uh, that you find on QVC or in Bed Bath & Beyond or wherever. You should have a few great essential tools, but you should strive to always purchase the best and or the best that you can afford anyways because they tend to last longer and they're a bit higher quality, Uh, but also because when you have something that's better, you can usually use it for more things than just what it's intended to do. Um, For example, you know, if you have a really great set of kitchen knives, they come in a lot more handy than a set of knives that is not good. (laughs) They're sharper, they work better, they crush more, they chop faster, they just work better. And if you take care of them, they really will last a long time. Um, I think that, um, for example, one thing about knives that I find is difficult is a lot of people don't want their small kids to have access to their knives. Now, we keep a magnet in the back of our silverware drawer, which is not really accessible to children. Now, our kids are bigger, so it's less of an issue for us. (laughs) They are allowed to use knives. Uh, But I I always liked the magnet on the wall um, in the backsplash. I feel like it's usually far enough away from kids that it's fine. Um, It's, you know, off the counter. It's, you know, doesn't get all germy and grimy. It's easier to clean than one of those knife blocks. Plus, a magnet isn't sitting on the counter. It's like up on the wall out of the way. So the ease of cleaning, the farther away from the kids, I tend to like it. Do not just throw your knives into a drawer. You are more likely to cut yourself and you um, are going to make your knives dull. So it's a good idea to get your knives in some sort of real organizational tool to really help them uh, or keep them sharp, (laughs) as it were. When you're in the kitchen, when you're deciding how to set things up in your kitchen or if you're moving things around, the economy of movement is super, super important. So what I mean by that is you don't want to walk from, you know, the right to the left of your kitchen looking for a pot and then a spoon and then a pot and then a spoon, right? You want to have basically everything that you need in close proximity. So a few tips that are or a few tips that you can use or should keep in mind as you're setting things up is that. When you're, if you have a dishwasher, you want to try to keep things that you would put in the dishwasher, like you want to store them close to the dishwasher. So if you can, if you can, glasses, silverware, plates, that kind of stuff should be near the dishwasher if, if you can, if it's possible. It makes unloading much easier. Now, 
maybe the dishwasher is not really where you want to worry about the economy of movements. Maybe you don't care necessarily, and you would rather have things closer to the oven. You would rather have the pots closer to the oven. You would rather have the silverware or at least the cooking utensils closer to the oven, and that's fine too. You're going to have to figure out here what works for you in terms of you know how you function in the kitchen. But think about economy of movement. So if you're cooking or when you're cooking, do you have to walk across the kitchen or can you quickly grab what you need? So are you walking across to get the spatula to stir or is it standing right there? Are the spices close by? Like how is the kitchen set up so that you're making as few movements as possible when, or preserving your energy as it were when you're cooking or emptying the dishwasher or even washing the dishes so that you're not wasting your time or your energy. And I think that that's a big thing to think of that a lot of people don't really think of. Stop for a minute. Think about how you cook. Do you, Are you the kind of person who likes to take out all the ingredients and set them up beforehand? Are you a grab and go as you cook kind of person? What is your, you know, MO and how you do things? Regardless of if you set things up before or if you're grabbing as you go, you're still going to want to you know, have everything close at hand so that it's faster for you. Because I don't know if you're like me, I want to get in and get out of the kitchen. (laughs) Like I don't want to spend any more time cooking than I really have to. So I want to be able to set myself up easily and I want to be able to clean up easily. So I've sort of arranged it like my spices and like things that I use for cooking are on one side of the cabinet and then like my dry pantry items are on the other side of the pantry uh, so that, you know, it's easier for me as I'm cooking. If I feel like I need to grab an extra ingredient because I think it's bland or something like that, it's much faster and easier and I move less um, when I I'm doing that, which means that it's closer to me. I'm less likely to ruin the dish that I'm working on. For me, since I'm tall, I don't necessarily care where things go in my kitchen, per se, in terms of like height. But again, for people who are shorter, you're going to want to think about if your cabinets are high, perhaps putting the spices on a countertop rack near the stove or wherever you like to use your spices is worthwhile for you. Now, there are people who don't like to put spices near the stove because they say that it reduces their flavor. And other people say you know, it's a machloket that <laughs> the spices need, need the heat to keep them dry and and not get moldy. So um, I like to just use up my spices as fast as I can. Uh, <laughs> I buy as few as possible. And if I need something unique, I buy a small amount as possibly I can so that I don't waste it and that I try to use it all up before it would go bad or get flavorless. Um, but again, back to the height, if you are having trouble reaching things, you're going to want to put things that you don't use as frequently up on top and you're going to want to put the things that you use frequently down on the bottom. It sounds obvious, I know, but a lot of times we're not really thinking about how to set things up. So it's worthwhile to track over the next few weeks how often you're actually using an appliance or a pot or a pan to see if maybe it just needs to go in a different space to make the space that you can access uh, or to put things in the space that you can access uh, more easily so that, you know, it's taking you less time to get down the things you use regularly and the things you don't use regularly are up on top. And when you need to access them, you pull up a chair and you or a stool or a ladder or whatever and you get it down. But it takes less 
work and it's I think better if the things that you need to access all the time are in a place where you can reach them easily. The thing about uh, being tall is, like I said before, <laughs> you know, you don't want, I don't like putting things too close to the floor on the bottom. If you're redesigning your kitchen, I'm going to put in a shout out for drawers on the bottom of the cabinet because um, getting to the backs of the drawers when you just pull them out is a lot easier than crawling on the floor trying to reach the back of the cabinet. Uh, when you have deep cabinets, especially underneath the counter, the cabinets are usually fairly deep because they're the depth of the counter and getting to the back of the cabinet can be tricky. So I love the drawers. I think the drawers are great. I keep plates and pots and pans in my drawers. It's, it's really, I, I don't know, for me, it's been life changing having the drawers on the bottom. I really, 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 really like it <laughs> much better than cabinets. I think one thing you need to keep in mind when you are storing things is you want to keep in mind that you store like items together. And I know that this is uh, <laughs> this is something that also seems like very um, obvious. But the truth is, is that for most people, it's not something that they are able to do. So in my house, the meat silverware is on top of the drawer with the meat dishes. Um, the pots and pans are in a cabinet to the left of the stove because that's a corner cabinet. So all of the meat stuff is on one side and then the dairy, because I have much fewer dairy items, uh, the dairy silverware, the dairy plates and the dairy pots are in three drawers all right on top of each other. And it really helps, actually, when people are coming into my kitchen, even though everything's color-coded, it really helps. I can say, like, oh, that side is meat and that side is dairy. Some of the stuff on the dairy side is parv, but usually it's color-coded, so it's pretty obvious to people which is which, or it has a sticker on it that says, you know, meat or dairy, um, or dairy or parv. And I think that, you know, when you're storing the like items together, it's it's helpful uh, just for you because, you know, you know, like the pots can't be anywhere else. If pots are in this drawer, then pots are in this drawer. And I think you also need to respect the space that you have. If you don't have a lot of space in your kitchen, you're going to have to declutter because you're going to have to be honest and let go of the things that, you know, you don't really use because you just don't have the space for it. And you have to really be honest with yourself and say, okay, I don't have this space. And if it's something that's really important to you that you don't necessarily want to get rid of, well, where can I store this so that I don't have to get rid of it? Um, you know, I'm okay with storing it someplace else, especially if it's like a not used very often item. But for the most part, I think letting it go is the best thing you can do. If you need something again, just, you know, it, I think I think that things will come back to you when you need them. But most likely, you won't need them. Let me tell you the story about our microwave. When we lived in the Lower East Side, we had a microwave. So for the first like seven years we were married, we had one, maybe six years. And then we were going to buy a house in Riverdale, an apartment. And the apartment we were going to buy in Riverdale didn't have a microwave or it had a built-in microwave over the stove. And I'm like, well, 
what do I need my freestanding microwave for, right? I, I'm going to have this one over my stove. So when I was selling things that I was not going to use anymore, uh, <laughs> I, I sold the microwave. And I was fine. And we were like, okay, we'll suck it up for a few weeks and we won't have a microwave. And that apartment fell through. And the next apartment that we did buy that didn't fall through didn't have a microwave, but it didn't really have a place for a microwave either. So I could have ripped out the beautiful hood that was brand new over my stove and put in a built-in microwave you know, microwave hood over there. But I was like, well, that seems like a waste of money. So we we decided, Evan and I decided like, okay, we'll try for a while without a microwave. And it's been, I guess, 13 years. <laughs> and we don't miss it. We don't have one and we don't miss it. And yes, it's true. Sometimes it would be slightly more convenient. But when we thought about it, the only thing that we really used the microwave for was for making popcorn and warming up leftovers. So yeah, it takes a little bit more time planning, you know, to warm up the leftovers. But for the most part, it's really pretty fast and it's not such a big deal. And we've managed to live without it. And I don't miss it. And again, the same thing, if I bought a microwave now, I don't really feel like I have a good place to put it. We do have a toaster oven, but I feel like that's a different, uh, <laughs> that's a different, you know, animal altogether. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that we decided that we don't need this appliance just because everybody else has it doesn't mean that we need it. And we just felt comfortable living without it. And we have, and I think if you would ask my husband, he wouldn't say that he misses it. I don't really like the way the food tastes coming out of the microwave anyways. So, you know, it's not a thing for us. We don't miss it. So think about it. Like, how are you really using this item? Is it really that useful? Do you really need it? Can you live without it? I think we can live with a lot less than we think we can. Um, and it's a good idea to practice that because we don't really need as much as we think we do. And <laughs> and it's not a question of, you know, believing that, you know, Hashem will give you whatever you need when you need it. It's a question of I, ha I feel satisfied with what I have. I know that I have good tools and my oven is good and I can warm things up and, you know, feeling, knowing, believing that like I have what I need and I feel comfortable with that. And, you know, at first it was really strange to live without a microwave, but now it's like, it seems weird that people use them to me, I guess. I, I mean, I grew up with a microwave. We always had one. My husband grew up with a microwave. He always had one. But, like, it just doesn't seem like, you know, worth it to take up the space for the limited time that we use it. Plus, they use a ton of electricity. And it just, I don't know. For us, it was it was a good decision. Maybe the microwave is not the hill you want to die on, and that's fine. But what else in your kitchen can you get rid of so that you actually don't have closets that are cabinets that are overflowing, where you actually can put things away into the cupboards, right? You need to be able to put things away or else the whole kitchen is just going to be cluttered and disorganized. And I think that when you can say, okay, I can live without this, you know, you're going to be better off and it's going to be much faster and easier to keep to clean your kitchen and it's going to be easier to keep it clean, um, like to maintain it. If you're feeling like anxious about, you know, letting something go, well, then box it up, put it in a box, put it in the closet and be like, I have till th six months from now to use this. And if I don't, then I'll let it go. And 
that's really, to me, the best thing that you can do for yourself is letting go, minimalizing, right? Minimizing, minimizing, that's the word. Minimizing in the kitchen so that you can make your food fast and not feel stressed out about always cleaning up. One of the things that I think is also important to do in your kitchen before you make a purchase is always consider what you're going to make a purchase, but think about how you can reuse things in your kitchen so that they're doing double duty for you. So for example, this item isn't in my kitchen, but it's food related, so I'll go through it. Um, We keep a creamer and sugar set, right, for for our tea. And I don't keep sugar in my sugar bowl all the time because, you know, it attracts ants and I only fill it up like when I know I'm serving tea, okay? But on Roshana, I use my my sugar bowl as a honey dish and I put it on a coaster <laughs> and it's really super easy and I don't have to go out and buy an extra honey dish and because we we have one honey dish that we got as a wedding present and we use that um, on Yantif but you know I like to have two on the table we usually have a lot of guests so I have one on one side and one on the other side but I don't own two honey pots I repurpose what I already have so In the kitchen, when you're organizing things, think about, or even when you're purchasing things, think about what can do double duty for you and how you can be creative and use this same object in other ways so that you're getting the most out of the item that you've purchased and that from an organizational standpoint, you are able to you know, have one item that serves dual purpose, which means that you're spending a lot less space in your kitchen. You're spending less of your space. And I think that that's really super, super important. Let's talk about appliances for a minute. Um, In my kitchen, so here's what we have. Okay, we have our big appliances. We have our dishwasher, our stove, our refrigerator, our washer and dryer are actually also in our kitchen. And then we have a Cuisinart, we have a Vitamix, we have a KitchenAid mixer, we have a toaster oven, and then we have a bay mixer, you know, the like uh, sta- like straight mixers that you just immersion blender. That's what it's called. <laughs> I couldn't think of, of it. And uh, we have actually I think that's it. That's all we have. And what we do is we keep our appliances except for the Vitamix, which is on the counter all the time because most days I use it daily. Um, And it's plugged into the transformer, which also lives on our kitchen counter, which is a whole other story, but I wasn't going to buy whole new appliances. We could talk about that some other time. Anyway, so the Vitamix lives on the counter. The, oh, we have a soda stream too. The soda stream, the Cuisinart, the food processor, and the KitchenAid live in a cabinet like on the side of the kitchen. The toaster oven lives there too. And it's fine. When we need it, we pull it over to the transformer and we use it. Or for the toaster oven, we just put it, plug it in because that's a local one that we bought. We really have streamlined. Those items are parv for us. We keep them parv. And it's really very helpful. There's almost nothing that I even want to use for meat or dairy because <laughs> I cook so little dairy and most things I make are actually parv even if I make them in meat dishes. The hand mixer though, my bay mixer, immersion blender, whatever you want to call it, 
is fleischig meat and you know I use it to submerge into pots when I'm making soup or whatever and it's handy and it's great that I leave in its box but what I like about that one is that it's very compact and it's easy to store I when I am looking for appliances at this point I haven't bought small appliances in a long time but when I look for appliances or when I need to buy something for a client I always check out the design and I'm very focused on the design like how am I going to be able to store this in my house are the parts going to be all over there's these some um, hand blenders hand mixers that are great they come in like these self-contained cases and the little parts that you know the beaters that you you attach to it come in these cases and it sits all together and it, it looks really neat and nice on the shelf and it helps with storage rather than having you know, looking all over your kitchen for the beaters that you can never find because they fell behind the drawer or whatever. This way, everything is sort of self-contained. So when you're looking for appliances, you want to look for things that have a smaller footprint and you want to look for things that are more self-contained so you can store all the parts and pieces together. And I think that, um, you know, appliances in general are, it's important to look at, you know, how big are they? How heavy are they? Like, can I move it from one side of the kitchen to the next? Because, you know, I don't want to necessarily leave it out all the time um, you know we use our mixer every week but we don't leave it out on our counter some people do and that's fine and I'm not criticizing leaving things on the counter all I'm saying is is even the people who leave it on their counter sometimes move it from one place in the counter to another so that, <laughs> that it's close to electricity obviously when you if you are going to leave it on the counter again you want to think about that is it in a spot that's close to electricity so I don't have to move it if I'm already leaving it on the counter some people really like the way that it looks. I personally like my counters to be as clear as possible. Is that the way they always are? No. <laughs> but that's what I like. So I, I try to have as few things out on the counter as possible. When you are deciding which appliances to keep and which ones to let go of, think about how you use them, and if any of the appliances can do the same thing. It might sound weird to you that I have a Vitamix blender and a Cuisinart food processor, but to me, they do two totally different things. My Vitamix makes smoothies for me, and it helps us make things like almond milk. It helps us make powdered sugar. It helps us grind up our flaxseed very fine. And I just have found that in the Cuisinart, I can't really do that. But in the Cuisinart, I prefer to make things like vegetarian chopped liver. I prefer to make things like gazpacho. I can use the Cuisinart for more precision slicing like cabbage or carrots or beets or things like that when I want to have like little shredded vegetables. And so to me, they serve two completely unique purposes. I use them both on a weekly basis and it's worth it for me to have them. For some people, the KitchenAid can do all of those things as the KitchenAid mixer because it has all those attachments and they prefer to just have a bunch of attachments. And so, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and preach like, ah, you must do it my way. It's my way or the highway, right? Like I, I don't need to tell you that. You need to figure out what is the best way for you. And if that's the best way, you know, having a KitchenAid with all the attachments, then great, do that. It, it's fine with me. But the point is, is just that I want you to think about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and what makes the most sense. Because oftentimes we just continue doing things because that's the way we've been doing them all along. We don't necessarily think about, you know, innovation in terms of how we do things and reorganizing ourselves and, you know, thinking about the economy of things. And, and we don't think about our space, frankly. 
and our spaces shift and change because, you know, our kids get bigger or we get shorter or, uh, you know, for some of you out there, I'm sure you're shrinking. <laughs> Maybe not yet, but it's, it's going to come. And, you know, we need to sometimes reorganize things so that they can fit our changing needs and our needs definitely do change. So I hope that this answers the listener's question. One thing that I want to touch on before I go is I want to talk about if you're rearranging, I mean, if you're renovating the kitchen. Now, we talk, I talked about this sort of briefly for a minute that you should definitely check in with a with a, a professional organizer when you're doing a renovation. But there are some things that just I want to say that really bother me that people do when they're renovating. It really bothers me, and this is especially a problem in Israel, although I did have this in my kitchen in the U.S. too. It really, really bothers me when the cabinets don't go all the way to the top. If you don't want to end up using the top cabinet, that's fine. But I just find that not going up all the way to the top means that you get like extra dust and extra up on top. It's not a useful space, whereas maybe you could have stored something up there like Pesach that you don't use that frequently but that you need to keep um, and it's a lot easier to get to than you know necessarily schlepping it down from a basement up from a basement or up down from an attic or something like that and I really really like it when the cabinets go all the way to the top I also like it when there's drawers on the bottom which I mentioned because I find that the drawers are fantastic and they're amazing and I love them and then I really really like it when the baseboards are also useful. A lot of newer kitchen cabinet companies are making the baseboards be more useful by storing things like ladders in them or having built out like step stools so that you know you can reach things that you need. Corner cabinets are always tricky. If you're doing a corner cabinet, either make sure that a Lazy Susan is being installed or some corner cabinet places now have ways where you can pull out different sections so that you, you know, can reach stuff in the back. Now, you definitely lose a little bit of space on those pullouts, but I actually think that it's worth losing the space because it's much easier to access everything in in that corner cabinet when you have these pullouts or a Lazy Susan. Now... In terms of food and food storage, again, the thing thing you're going to want to do with food is you're going to want to make sure that all of your food is stored together. It's always shocking to me when I go to someone's house and I'm like, why isn't all of your food in one place? And I also think that it's not a good idea to store too much food because what I have found is, is very often most people are throwing away food and, um, and lots of food. And so I don't have a big pantry and (laughs) I keep the pantry, you know, not overly stocked, um, but all the food is really in one place and, or in two cabinets, like, that are situated like close next to each other, but, um, you know, they're organized by spices, by liquid stuff, and then by dry goods. And it really, really helps to, first of all, uh, have myself understand where to look for things. I I can look for things, you know, um, more, I can find what I need more easily because I understand like this is the area for spices and this is the area for dry goods and this is the area for cereal. And, and to me, it, 
it's easier to find what I'm looking for, but also it helps me cut down on excess that I don't leave the food for like the biggest possible space that I have. Um, for me, I keep the food on the upper cabinets because it's easier. But, you know, if you're short, you might want to keep food on a lower cabinet. That depends on you. So I hope that this episode has been super helpful and informative for everybody. I want to wish you all a very happy new year. And I hope that your Yom Tovim will be organized and very, very beautiful and that they are all stress-free. For now, have a great week and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.